When it comes to treatment of stroke, the administration of TPA can be a lifesaver. So let's learn more about TPA and when it's given. So here to talk with us about stroke and the administration of TPA is Dr. Eek John Choker, a neurologist and the medical director for the Spine and Brain Institute at Marin Health. This is The Healing Podcast brought to you by Marin Health. I'm Bill Klaproth. Dr. Choker, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it on such an important topic. So what is TPA? Can you explain that to us? How and when is it given? Sure. So thank you for having me uh, for the program. I agree that stroke is a very important part of our lives, throughout our lives. TPA is a tissue plasminogen activator. T is the tissue and plasminogen activator. It is given intravenously and it is the only FDA approved thrombolytic agent for acute ischemic stroke for now. It came as activase or alteplase, so you may hear those terms as well, alteplase, activase. And it is most of the time given for non-hemorrhagic strokes, which is called ischemic stroke, and it is a very strong, powerful blood clot buster, and it is given within the four and a half hours of the patients with ischemic stroke, most of the time in the emergency room. Got it. So an ischemic stroke is one where the blood vessel is blocked. A hemorrhagic stroke is one where the blood vessel has burst. Is that right? That's correct. There are two different strokes, and the ischemic means a blood clot is obstructing the blood flow from passing through a brain tissue, and that brain tissue is being jeopardized to die. And the TPA then helps dissolve that blood clot. Yes, exactly. Got it. Okay, so then when a patient is having a stroke, how do you decide on the administration of TPA versus no TPA? The history is exactly what we need right away. We always try to talk to the patient. If they are not able to speak because of their speech difficulty affected from the stroke or altered mental status, we try to reach the family right away. It is extremely crucial to learn the timing when the stroke symptoms exactly started. So that's the first thing. Then we start asking the questions, if the patient is already on potent blood thinners, not aspirin or Plavix, but Coumadin, Warfarin, Heparin-like the blood thinners. The third question we ask is what the patient was doing. Did they have any head injury? Did they have any surgery recently? Did they go through any kind of cancer treatment or trauma? These are the history questions that we have to go through to be able to see if the patient is eligible or not. The eligible patients usually are within the four and a half hours when the stroke started, and we prefer sooner because every few minutes, two million neurons are dying. And that's why the goal is to give the TPA within 90 minutes of showing to ER and from the initial states of the symptoms. The patient must not be on any blood thinners, must not have had a heart attack, spinal surgery, brain surgery, or injury within three weeks' time. Main 
arteries must not be interrupted by punctures or surgeries either. And if the patient is having clinically, neurologically proven stroke-like symptoms, like one-sided weakness, numbness, speech difficulty, and so on, that's when we decide the TPA. So you've got to go through a whole checklist then to evaluate the patient before deciding on whether to give TPA or not. That's correct. For example, blood pressure cannot be too high because that can cause hemorrhagic stroke from the TPA. We check the heart rate, we check the blood pressure, we check the platelet count and the bleeding time. And we are trying to do everything against time as well. Our goal is within 60 minutes to administer the TPA. Okay, so then let me ask you this, Dr. Choker. What is a thrombectomy? And when is it performed and how? Thrombectomy means to take the thrombus out of the blood vessels. It is only done in big university centers or where there is an interventional neuroradiologist. These are stent-like devices where the neuroradiologist goes through the groin all the way to the brain vessels, and it could be from groin or from axilla, from the carotid artery. We try to reach the brain, and we try to retract the clot. Thrombectomy is first done by giving intra-arterial TPA right at the blood clot site, and we are looking through angio at the same time to see if the clot being lies. If the clot is not lies with the direct TPA to the blood vessel or to the clot, then we retrieve the clot by stent-like devices. And Dr. Choker, when you say lysed, that is a technical term for dissolving the clot? Yes, exactly. So the thrombectomy is usually done in conjunction with the TPA? Unfortunately, not always. It is only done when there is a large vessel occlusion. Most of the patients come with small vessel strokes. They are called lacunar strokes. Small arteries are not very visible, and the clot cannot be retrieved easily because there is a hemorrhagic risk more. So the study is based on the biggest arteries, and usually they are the middle cerebral artery, anterior cerebral artery, or internal carotid artery. These strokes are usually massive. They are devastating to the patient, and that's when thrombectomy is the best effective. So when there's a large vessel occlusion, or what is known as an LVO, that is when you usually perform the thrombectomy? Yes, that's correct. Got it. Okay. Tell us about stroke imaging techniques and how that helps you. Of course, there's the CT scan, the CTA, and the CT perfusion. Tell us about stroke imaging techniques. When a patient comes to the emergency room, the very first test they do is a CT scan. This is plain, no dye, nothing, because we want to rule out a hemorrhagic stroke. So the CT of the brain can show you either normal-looking brain or a bleed or a stroke already in evolution. It gives us information about the timing, the type of stroke, and so on. Then we administer TPA if it is safe, and then we send the patient to CT angiogram. CT angiogram is done to look for small vessel or large vessel occlusions. 
it also shows arterial dissections, arterial trauma, aneurysms, and venous and arterial malformations. So it is very important to see what is causing the stroke by CT angio. Third technique is rather newer. Not every hospital has it, but almost every community hospital now is getting it. CT perfusion. CT perfusion is done to see if there is salvageable tissue. It is a very good computer program, and it is color-coded that even every doctor can see what we call mismatch. Mismatch means already dying tissue versus penumbra, which means unfortunately getting ischemic, but still salvageable tissue. If there is a mismatch in the perfusion, then we are faster in giving the TPA or sending the patient to get the thrombectomy, embolectomy, transferring the patient to bigger hospitals to salvage that tissue. That's where the CT perfusion is valuable. Yeah, this is very important, the tools that you use, especially these stroke imaging techniques. Well, Dr. Choker, this has really been fascinating. Anything else you want to add about the administration of TPA for someone listening? TPA is a strong medicine which may cause bleeding in any part of the body or even in the brain. However, it's a very potent medicine and it definitely dramatically helps us to reverse the stroke symptoms, reverse the mortality, improve the disability within three months. So the studies showed quite a bit improvement thanks to the TPA within the last 20 years. However, the patients have to keep in mind as soon as they feel like they may have some stroke symptoms, they should call the 911 or run to emergency room right away. Otherwise, it may be too late to give TPA. Time is brain. Everybody should read about the stroke symptoms, keep them in mind, and think of TPA. Absolutely. And remember, speed is important. Time is brain, like Dr. Choker just said. Thank you so much for your time. This has really been informative. We appreciate it. Thank you again. Thank you for having me. And once again, that's Dr. Eek John Choker. And for more information, please visit mymarinhealth.org. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and check out the full podcast library for topics of interest to you. This is The Healing Podcast brought to you by Marin Health. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.